0: Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. I am so excited about today's episode. We are talking with Pastor Louie, and we're talking about the difference between starting a second service or third service or whatever it is you or planting there is a huge difference and whether you start whether you plant will determine the success of launching that new service so let's join into the conversation man what's on your mind today let's jump in yes question yes
1: so um so i i uh we're, we're considering uh launching a second service so i wanted to just get some some mm. advice on that um you know basically like uh I kind of know the, the the parameters and what you're looking for to, to, to launch something like that. But uh, I guess my question would be like, how, how, um, so we hit 300 the last three, uh, two weekends. And um, mm-hmm. I think our average was like two to 250, So we're kind of there, you know, we're at that 80% threshold, but I, mm-hmm. I guess the question is like how consistent, I mean, cause that could drop off. It could, it could go up or down yeah. either way. So uh, you know, just getting some advice on, 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 uh, on launching that second service.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, there's a few things I think you and I briefly talked about at one time, uh, a couple things. Uh, I think just from a time standpoint, some of the more popular times or more beneficial times, uh, or sort of January, maybe around March and then, Mm -hmm. uh, early September, I think there's a great times. I, I love if it works out, uh, I love when it's around January or somewhere in the beginning of the year because that gives you that nice stretch before the summer hits you. Uh, yeah. And then you have a, a few months to gain momentum. Um, so I think from a time frame standpoint, I think that's important. Um, yeah, you are looking for 80% full in in one of three areas. You're looking for it either in your main auditorium, in your parking lot, or in your children And if you're hitting eighty percent in any of those, uh, that's usually an indication. Um, Now, sustaining it, you know, if you hit it once, you hit it twice, it's one thing. But if it's like, man, we've been, we're hitting it now, a month, month and a half. um, That's when I really start thinking, like, man, we we better do something because at that point, it's almost like your church is eleven months pregnant. You know, you're 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 ready to give birth to something new, but you're not making any room for it, uh, for that to happen. So. Um, those are some of the time frames um, that I would, that I would think about, what about, what about, uh, what about an service. Easter
1: launch? How about Easter? Time? I think is it's great. Not a good time.
0: Well, you know, no, I don't think anything's wrong with it. Personally, everybody's got their personal opinion on it. Someone might listen to this podcast and think, well, no, I would do it differently. So I'm giving you my personal, yeah. my personal thought process is <clears throat> if you launch personally, I like launching a week or two before Easter because Easter is automatic. You follow what I'm saying? Right, Uh, right. Easter, you're going to have an automatic crowd. It's going to be your biggest crowd of the year. Um, So, And then you're having a grand opening. And you're putting putting both of those waves on one platform versus saying, okay, hey, let's have it on Easter. Uh, And then maybe two weeks before is our grand opening. So grand opening, that'll be big. Uh, then you get one week, and then boom, you got Easter. So you get two big weeks rather than one big week. That's yeah. the reason that I like it personally,
1: right? Right. Personally, yeah, that like kind of makes sense. Way. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because you'll get you'll get good, nice. Now, here's the thing. Also, is people often, Louis, they'll focus on, um, they'll focus on leading up to the grand opening, and they won't think about the next. 30, 60, 90 days after the grand opening. Right. Don't don't yeah. forget that.
1: That part's important. Yeah. So you you told me something about uh, not launching a service or adding a service, but planting it. Can you define yes. that a little bit more? Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think sometimes when let's say, you know, you got one service, you're going to two, you got two, you're going to three, whatever. Um, I think those are great times. They they create for whatever reason energy, they create new time slots, new opportunities. Um, but I think sometimes that what I find is, and I'm not saying it doesn't work all the time, but if you have insane momentum, uh, you might be able to pull that off. But in a general sense, if you just feel like, okay, we got to this point, now we got to make the next jump. Um, the one thing I tell people is don't start one, plant one or launch. Right. One. Um, yeah. and the, and the way that I, the way I view that differently is when you start a second service, let's in your case, a second service, let's say you're going to do like, I don't know nine and 11 or something. And you're going to say, starting in two weeks, we have nine and 11. That's starting a service. That doesn't tell you who's going to be there. That doesn't tell you about the energy that's going to be there. That doesn't tell you about the focus, anything. Um, Now, if you go to plant one, that's totally different. The way that I would do that is I would several weeks in advance, probably at least a month, if not five, six weeks in advance, I'd say, you know, like I said, four or five weeks in advance. Hey, we're going to launch a second service. It's going to be on this date. These are going to be the times, you know, could you fill out this card or QR code or whatever, get their information and say, okay, are you going to the nine going to the eleven? So here's what I want to know. I want to know the person sitting in the chair, how many adults go to the to are in their household that come to church? How many children yeah. are in their household that come to church and what service they plan on coming to. Okay, now okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to collect those, and then I'm able to say, okay, um, I got this many and this many. Now it might look like this, and you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know that that would be a disaster. That would be horrible. Yeah. So how do we how do we get it somewhere right around here somewhere? Maybe not like this. So yeah, uh, if there's some people that are saying yes over here. You might need to get a few more to start saying yes over here. So you have to approach some people and ask some people and try to get it, you know, 40, 60, somewhere in there. That's one thing. Secondly is what I would do is I would take all of that information and I would create two separate databases. And by creating two separate databases, you're able to say, here's database one, database two. Here's the nine o'clock database and the 11 o'clock database. And so in five weeks we're launching, or in four weeks we're launching, now you can send out emails, you can send out videos, and you can address them as if they're their own team. Hey, 9 o'clock team, we're so excited we're four weeks away. Hey, 9 o'clock team, we're only three weeks away. Hey, 11 o'clock team, we're only... And if you're at one service right now, you can actually announce at the service, hey, for all those that are going to the 9 o'clock, next week we're having a barbecue right after church. Only those that are going to the 9 o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Then the following week, only those that are going to the eleven o'clock. We're having a barbecue yeah. for before well, you launch, because what you're doing is you're speaking to them like they're a launch team, just like planning a church. When you plan a church, you have yeah. a launch team. You know, you got your own two launch te- teams that you're trying to build up.
1: Right. Yeah, that really makes sense. What about like because um, I'm my, when I thinking about planting, I'm thinking about like teams, you know, we need, we need another team of ushers. We need another team of parking lot. We need another team of, so I was thinking more of that along that lines, when you told me about planting the service rather than, so how do you build those teams for that second service without, without loading down the pack mules of ministry, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, that, that's, Great question and a great issue because what you don't want is to start it and not have the volunteers in place. You got to have volunteers right. and leaders in place. Yeah. So, volunteers and leaders, you got to start working on that quite a bit in advance. You've got to yeah. pull the head of the children's, the head of the first impressions, greeters, ushers, all that worship, pull them all together and say, okay, this is what's happening. This is what we th- we think we're gonna do. Let's get let's get down to it. And you got to get pretty specific with people because for yeah. some people that have never done this before, they'll just be like, "We're ready." They don't know what ready looks right. like. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. What does ready look like? They don't know what the battle looks like because they've never been in the battle, if you if you will. What does it really look like? What what do I got to be prepared? So you're going to have to take four, five, six major departments, or somebody's going to need to sit down and start saying, "Okay, how many do you have? How could we divide that list up?" Okay, over the next month, we need four more here, three more there, five more there, and three more there. Let's start recruiting. And that's called a simultaneous track. So you are planting, you know, you're planning the service, you're getting ready, you're getting ready, you're getting ready, you're doing all that stuff, everything we just talked about a minute ago. But simultaneously, you're getting your teams ready. And they they need to get ready. It can't be put together, thrown together, pieced together. It's got to be right. And it's an opportunity to potentially – you know, get 20 or 30 new volunteers. Uh, but they're going to need to go on a recruiting mode to get those volunteers. But you do right. not want to plan it and then have your head of your greeter, head of your usher in the children's department going, we weren't given any warning and I didn't understand. And, and you know, and I thought I would just be able to have this leaders and this is a mess. And, and I, no one showed up for the second service volunteers and now we're in trouble. Like, you don't want that. Yeah. You, you, wanna, right, you right. want to, you want... The, the, yes, there's the work to it, because to, they got to almost double their teams. Yeah. So there's the work to it, but there's also um, the opportunity that they need to see is that they have an opportunity to put a lot of people in ministry. So yeah. simultaneously, you're recruiting and you're building your teams while you're doing the whole plant, two services, separate emails, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So what, what is a model for, for, for those teams? Uh, you know, I've heard of, you know, attend one, serve one, uh, you know, what would be, would it be a total separate, you know, almost like a separate uh, church, you know, it's, it's like two churches, one, one uh or one church, two, two services or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like What's the, model, what's the ideal so you're model, about model for,
0: for, for volunteers, for you mean? Or yeah.
1: for, yeah. For volunteers, oh. like, yeah.
0: How do you yeah, keep them in, in a perfect church world? Answering.
1: They
0: would, yeah, yeah. So you always say you serve one, sit one. That's what I we always yeah. say. You serve the whole goal is to create a culture of serve one, sit one. So it does take okay. a lit. I mean, they're going to be there a lot yeah. longer than they normally are. Uh, but if you create that culture early uh, rather than later, that's one thing I would really encourage you to do, Louis. Is you, you have to create that culture now. Our culture is yeah. we serve one and we sit one. Uh, and if you create that culture now, it won't be such a big deal later. But if you try to adapt that culture later, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, but the serve one, sit one is, is definitely, um, what you want to be shooting for. Yeah. And, and yeah. you got to be thinking like worship, worship doesn't exactly need to double their team, but they do need to be aware they're going to have to spend more time there at the church.
1: More time uh, there.
0: so yeah. what I would do is I would, I would kind of tell that worship leader, Hey, yeah, you can just have your team stay longer, but why don't you figure out how to recruit three to five more so we can rotate in some more, again, oper- more yeah. people involved. You, you know, we talked about that engagement over attendance, more people get involved, the better, yeah. but greeters, ushers, children's it's, you've got to almost double everything unless you already yeah. got a big roster. Yeah. Uh, but you got to almost double everything.
1: Yeah. Well, that's great. That's, that's, uh, that's all that we're considering right now. You know, just trying to figure those things out and, map it all out yep. but that's that's a great help for sure. Um uh I think another question that I had was um uh midweek service. What do we do with midweek? What are people doing with midweek service? It's a it's a it's a different time, right? I don't want to yeah, look at the it, it, but it is the it, you know what I mean? The so, it. Do you have any uh, any advice on He remembers. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um midweek uh the thing that I would say about midweek is um yeah it does seem to be fading quite a bit I think small groups are have over the years have begun to take over the midweek um, yeah. however I have been noticing uh, a lot of churches have been doing this lately where they will do um, they'll be doing some small groups but maybe a couple times throughout the year they'll do a midweek but they'll only do it for four to six weeks and then they're okay. done yeah, if you do it every week, everybody will, first first one that happens will be great. Second one less, and then it goes, you know, just kind yeah. of goes down. Yeah. Uh, it's just a different era, different time. But um, if you say it's four to six weeks, and it's on build, you know, we're we're gonna do four to six weeks on this book in the Bible, or four to six weeks on what God has to say about this, four to six weeks on this, you know, and you only do it once or maybe maybe once or twice a year, that it has a discipleship component but it has a beginning and end. And by having a beginning and end, you run a greater chance of people attending regularly because they know there's only four of them or six of them. And, uh, I like those. I've seen some really good success with those, uh, where people, you know, uh, again, they shorten it down. And so, all right, man, for the, we're going to be every Wednesday for the month of August. And we're talking about this, but only for four weeks or five weeks or whatever. I've seen that work out really, really well. And then you don't do it again
1: for a few months yeah i think what we're doing now is we're doing uh first wednesdays we'll do just a worship night and 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 then just a, a teaching the rest of the rest of the time but um yeah no, i think that's a that's something to consider but it's been a struggle yeah. for a while this isn't this isn't brand new this has been yeah a trend a trend that's been going on for several right. years yeah yep. and, and you know you don't want to let go of something it's kind of like the <laughs> Uh, I hate to use the same, but the dead horse, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, you're right. Well, thanks. You wanna... I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, no, yeah. No, that's, it's good. And uh, um, and I think it's good that you're thinking differently, you know. Um, uh, one thing I've always taught is be stubborn with the vision, flexible with the plans. Yeah. So, you know, stubborn with the vision is we want to grow people. Flexible with yeah. plans is, Doing Wednesdays don't work anymore the way they used to. Okay, well, if they don't, then what if we did it this way? And what if we did this? And what if we did this? Our our vision, stubborn with the vision, our vision doesn't change. We want to disciple people. How we get there, that may change, but the end result doesn't change. As long as you are keeping your mind on the end result, some people get like, well, you can't be letting go of Wednesday. Like as if somewhere in the Bible, it says we have to have a Bible study on Wednesday
1: nights. <laughs> yeah. you know? I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure some people found that verse. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> if not, they just wrote it in there. <laughs> but uh, but it doesn't, mean you know, again, the end result, Louie, is what we're looking for. What are we trying to do? Create disciples. How we get there, let's just figure out a, the best, path, the best yeah. pathway to get there. But how you get there... Does it really matter? Let's just figure out how to get there yeah. because the end in mind is what we're looking for. Sure. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. What else, man? Anything else on your mind so, today? So, so to uh, about? I, I guess kind of along the lines of like volunteering and stuff. So what do you do with yeah. a new person? Who's not quite uh, uh, stepped into their holiness yet? You know what I mean, and they're still struggling with different things. Stepped into their holiness. Somebody, That's good. You don't. You don't want somebody standing at the door that smells like weed or whatever, right? So, like, <laughs> how do you how do you navigate that? Where do you position them? Where do you make a make room for them? I guess you know, thinking about the shallow end of the pool and the deep end of the pool, yep. kind of thing. But yep. uh, what's what's your best advice on that?
0: Well, and you're talking about. Those you're talking about the volunteering area,
1: correct? Yeah, yeah, just connecting everybody, people, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, everybody has a um. I think a lot of people have different philosophies about that. I'm I'm very open to people volunteering that, as you say, stepped into their holiness. That was the most political correct (laughs) way I've ever heard anybody say that. (laughs) (laughs) Stepped into their holiness. Uh, But um, I would say um, I would say that um, that for me personally, I don't have any problem with them serving somewhere. Now, I don't want them leading. Right. Right. I probably don't want them on stage. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, helping out parking cars or hospitality or helping helping out some treat, you know, clearly I don't want them coming to church drunk or coming to church high or anything. I clearly, I don't want that. But if I know like that guy's, that guy's a little, he's really, he's rough on the edges. Not, you know, there's nothing issue going on, no issue that's going to harm the church. Just, He's just still a little rough, you know. He kind of drops a couple words here and there when he shouldn't, you know. <laughs> it's a little bit rough. Um yeah. I personally <laughs> I can't speak to everybody, but personally, I, I want to get those people involved. Because I want to yeah. get them around those that are gonna, through their presence and through their conversation, are gonna help disciple the individual. I want to get them right. around. Now I don't want to yeah. put them on stage. I don't want to put them as a leader. But personally, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Uh yeah. I don't. If they're rough around the edges, man, let them serve. And, yeah. uh, and I've kind of had that philosophy for all my ministry. And, uh, oh, maybe one or two times in the last 20 years – it didn't turn out good. got me a little bit of trouble, but for the thousands that it worked out well for, it was, it was worth the one or two headaches.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I kind of feel like uh, a serve team is also a life group. You know, you're doing life with these volunteers and that's right. It's a, it's a way of connecting them to, to people and not just, not just a, uh, uh, it's people before project, you know, (laughs) it's uh, it's putting them, connecting them with people uh, that are going to do life with them and stuff in that way. And, um, and, you know, I think also just getting them to connect is, is a type of, um, you know, ownership, you know, when they own something, they're part of something, it lasts a little longer, you know, so trying to mend that, mend the net in every way we can, I guess, you know. Yeah,
0: that's a great, great way of looking at it. Absolutely. It's a great way of looking at it. Yep really really
1: good yeah so awesome. so you suggest just like uh you know parking lot stuff like that that's kind of low yeah. level yeah
0: yeah yeah I mean you know uh, uh, yeah I do uh, yeah. and you're right you're putting them if done right if done right you're putting them into a tribe yeah. so hey I'm joining the parking lot well you're actually joining like you said a life group a small group a tribe. If done right, if they have some good people there, if there's a leader there that's kind of building a really building a team, they get together for a barbecue once every few months, whatever, like they feel like they're a team, that's awesome. Yeah. Because that's really what you're looking for. And that's an important part. And look at those, yeah, look at those areas that aren't so kind of, you know, up front or anything. uh, And, and, you know, let that tribe, I think, is part of that discipleship. You become like who you hang out with. Yeah. And uh, I think that's part of it. Yeah it's awesome yeah for sure yeah
1: yeah yeah well cool man anything else today uh yeah no i i think the only (laughs) thing i can think of that i just been kind of uh uh, tossing around is uh is host transition host transition uh service time Mm -hmm. host transition Mm -hmm. i don't know uh you know kind of keeping an eye on the time and that sort of stuff and you know everybody uh 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 you know, keeping everybody happy and, and, uh, and staying within that time frame, And I spe- I think especially going into, if we're going to plan a second service, you know, you got to really yep. be mindful of time. So how do you, yep. how do you navigate, uh, uh, service transition from, from, uh, you know, worship to announcements to the sermon and stuff like that? What, what would be your yep. advice on that one?
0: Well, just because, yeah, the only thing I would really say about that, I don't know if I have any great advice except for just to say, um, I think you should guard the mark, the mic um yeah. to a degree. And what I mean by right. that is hey, you know, it's Sunday morning. It's it's your Super Bowl, it's your it's your main event. This isn't right. Wednesday night, uh yeah. for you know, whenever you do those things. This is Sunday morning. Get the best toast you can. Yeah. The people that have the energy, the people that have the you know, the skill in front of people those that are mindful of the time, those that, are, yeah. those that can communicate clearly. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I've been in a lot of churches uh, <laughs> you know, across America, and yeah. I'm sitting there just going, why do you have this person hosting? They don't know what in the world they're talking about. They're all over the map. They're taking too <laughs> yeah. long. They're fumbling. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. You know, like I always say, man, first-time guests don't come with mercy. They come with judgment. So let's put on the best. Right service we can and hosting matters. You know, some people's like, "Ah, oh, just yeah. have the guy do an announcement." I'm like, "No, it it matters because you know, you got you got your message, you got your worship and you got the host. There's three elements." Yeah. Uh, yeah, you might have a video here and this that and everything. thing, but at the end of the day, you pretty much have three elements that someone's behind the mic on. Worship, yeah. or message, worship and the host.
1: Yeah. You don't want good.
0: one of the three that's thirty three percent. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Want, it's like, yeah, sixty six percent was good this morning, but thirty three percent was, you know, you don't want that. So yeah. guard the mic. Make sure it's the right person. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's got that personality. Yeah. And remember it's representing thirty three percent of the three big mics right. For the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's great. Good.
1: Yeah. 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 It, I yeah, just so. uh yeah, trying to trying to navigate that as well. You know, we have some great people. Yeah. It's just uh you know, uh, trying to keep them from preaching the announcements, you know what I mean? and stuff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, man, Hey, uh, always good. I'm looking at our times coming to an end here, but man, always good connecting with you, Louie. And I just, uh, I love your yeah. heart. I love what God's doing in the, your church. Love being a part of it in any way that I can. And man, you know, just keep up the great work and thanks for being on on today. Really appreciate it.
1: All right, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate it.